When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> hey, let's go to Buttes. Uh, standing ovation for a man who played for New South Wales and Australia. Buttes, uh, good morning, mate. Where are you? Uh, g'day, boys. Yeah, I just actually went down to the footy last night and uh, just down in the city at the moment. Uh, so we'll be heading my way back up to the coast. Uh, but a great night last night for the Eels. Uh, fantastic effort. Uh, Mitchell Moses. Uh, the commentary referred to the fact that good halfback will finish off this game when they're ahead by 12 points or 10 points. And he managed to do that with Deal scoring two tries in the last 10 minutes. And he had a big part in both of those. So uh, a mighty performance for the Eels. And uh, certainly, I guess, for Eels supporters, they must be questioning where that level of consistency is with their side uh, when you look at the fact that they've uh, been able to step up against some of the stronger teams but uh, let themselves down against those games where they should be winning if they're going to do anything in this competition. Yeah, Buttes, uh, you know I haven't entirely been on the South bandwagon, and Gary and I spoke about that before we came on the air. Uh, give us your thoughts, Gary. But, yeah, I feel like they played in patches this year, and congratulations to Parramatta. That was an outstanding performance last night, uh, not just Mitchell Moses, but I also thought uh, Dylan Brown was brilliant last night. And, you know, the try that he scored... That summed up Parramatta's effort last night when he scored in the 71st minute. Yeah, look, back to South Sydney. Their football is as good as any football in the competition. There's no doubt about that. My only doubt with is I don't think they play that level of football for, for long enough. And I think Latrell Mitchell is really the barometer for South Sydney. When he's on, you know, that, you know, that they're unbeatable. Uh, and what about their try just before halftime? We'll get Buttes to pick this up. But so Latrell combines with Cody. It's an outside-inside, I think, play. And then... Cody sets up Alex Johnston and Buttes, I mean, that is rugby league at its finest during the Indigenous round. Uh, was it what? And, you know, they had a hand in uh, the first two tries there for uh, Alex Johnson and it was, uh, you know, that first try where uh, basically Latrell Mitchell manhandled Junior Polo and stole the ball from him was just remarkable and uh, that second try you're referring to, Steve, was Absolutely brilliant. Cody Walker on the outside. An inside pass to Latrell Mitchell, who then put it back on the inside to Cody Walker. Um, his vision and his presence uh, for that team. You know, he was involved or, you know, had tries in every one of uh, the South Sydney uh, tries last night. And it's just remarkable, you know, his ability to create opportunities and to set up his outside men. Um, yeah, just a great footy. And, you know, I, I love the way that, you know, the last, well, all the games have been uh, recognised in the Indigenous round. And, Steve, I know you're probably licking your lips about uh, Dreamtime at the G, um, where Essendon take on Richmond. Uh, and I, I know you make reference to the fact that the AFL tend to do this round a little better. But I've got to say, uh, the NRL are doing a great job and uh, great to see those boys stepping up and, and delivering last night uh, whilst not getting the win. Um, and again, guys, I, I look at uh, the way South Sydney play and 
uh, you know, you're right. In terms of their attacking ability, there is not too many teams that can go with them. And uh, they'd be a little bit disappointed with the way they finished that second half. And that may be on the back of, you know, they have had six wins in a row. And it may be on the back of uh, a little bit of fatigue. Uh, they've got guys coming up that will be selected for origin. Um, all those things being considered, um, I still uh, take my hat off to the Parramatta side for their efforts last night. Yeah, that, that's a good point. You feel like maybe a few of the South boys have got one eye on Adelaide in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, and the man that's looking forward to dream time at the G, well, he's a Richmond member, one Gary Birkinshaw. Oh, one of the, the best nights on the calendar, dreamed. I've been to been lucky enough to have been to a few of them, and they're going to have in excess of 85,000 people there tonight. And if, you, if you're going to watch it on TV, don't switch it on just at the start of the game. Switch it on, make sure you're, you're there for half an hour before, because the pre-game rituals that both clubs will, will perform tonight will probably overshadow the game, no matter how good the game is. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think we saw a benchmark in the AFL on Anzac Day, the Darcy Moore speech. So I'm looking forward to what happens tonight. I think a lot of the players are recognising that they've got a real opportunity to make a statement. And um, I'm seeing that across all codes. Hey, Buttes, by the way, Parramatta now. So their record's five and seven. They're on ten points, so they're two outside the eight. But I'll say this, I still think it's a false economy because nearly every team ahead of them, except for the Warriors, have had their bye. Yeah, oh, I don't disagree with this, Steve. I think the beauty of this competition uh, where it stands right now is the fact that um, there are so many teams within, you know, two, four points of the top eight, and the competition is that tight. You get on a run where you get, you know, two, three, four wins in a row, it suddenly puts you... Um, within striking distance, uh, if not well and truly entrenched in that uh, top four or top eight. So, uh, you know, Parramatta and, you know, their fans and, and their players would be the first to admit that they haven't had a great start to the season. But to think that after 12 rounds, you are still, you know, two points out of the uh, top eight uh, is quite remarkable. Steve, I do want to touch on the... Uh, uh, the Thursday night game, Panthers v Broncos, and what a game that was. Um, and, and hats off to the Broncos. I know they went down 15 points to four, but I thought, you know, when you consider possession, uh, field position, and the dominance of the Penrith side in terms of their attacking ability, the Broncos were absolutely outstanding. And, you know, it would have been interesting to see how they would have gone against this Penrith side with Adam Reynolds in the site, uh, because defensively I thought they were absolutely outstanding um, and, and just put on a, a gutsy, gutsy performance and one that I think Kevin Walters would be extremely proud of. Yeah, and also, I've got to get your opinion on this, I thought a really dodgy call went against them late in the match that would have put them right back in it. Uh, it would have been a grandstand finish, but there's a, a try that goes against them because Reese Walsh has jumped turned in the air and they that, they said he left early. I mean, it, for me, that's a diabolical decision from the bunker with no feel whatsoever for what the player was attempting to do. Well, you know what? We've had a couple of... And look, I, I've got to say, Sorensen picking up the ball and scoring the try. Or not picking up the ball, but gathering it and scoring the try. And that was disallowed. I, I've got to say, we've, we've had this discussion probably over the last few weeks about some of the calls that are coming from the bunker. And, and I've got to say, for my, for, 
you know, from my perspective, I really think they're overcooking um, the decisions. I think they're, you know, breaking things down way too far uh, and really overcomplicating things, which ultimately, you know, appears to be, you know, creating, I guess, concerns, doubts in people's minds um, and uncertainty and probably a level of inconsistency, which is a real shame. And, and taking away from the game, which I think is, um, you know, that game on Thursday night, which I thought was an absolute cracker, very physical. Um, but again, you know, if you, you've got to be able to compete for the ball. Sometimes you're going to get the timing wrong, but nevertheless, you're still competing for the ball and, and doing your very best. And, and, you know, I look at Reese Walsh and what he did there. That's as simple as it is. Um, similarly with, the, like I said, the Sorensen one, he's dived, you know, gathered the ball and, and scored a try for mine. But they've gone down the path of, um, you know, him knocking the ball on. I, I don't see a knock on there for... Uh, and I'm not sure many people would uh, in the game, uh, you know, who know a fair bit about the game. But nevertheless, it, it's a little bit disheartening to see some of the uh, some of the decisions that have been made. And like I said, I just think they're overcooking it big time. Yeah, Butch, I tend to agree. I, I seem to think at times they're looking for reasons why not to award something. Now, rather than saying, well, yeah, look, that's, that looks like it's a try. So now let's break it right down. Let's slow it right down. I'm sure we can find something why it's not a try. And I think, and that comes about because someone else will slow it right down and find where it's not a try. And then that'll be, be the story of the, the weekend. So it looks like, oh, we'll go to the safety yep. net. And if in doubt, we wait award the try. And then that'll probably save some of the controversy. You know what? I'm a firm believer in, I, I think benefit, benefit of the doubt should go to the attacking team. Right, in those instances. Right? And for me, you can find a thousand things wrong in a game of rugby league. We don't need to keep looking for them. Okay? Let's just let the games flow. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't overthink it. Um, And, you know, let these guys actually compete. Because I, I just feel that they're taking away the competitive nature. I feel like they're taking away the physicality. Like, there was that penalty for... James Fisher-Harris, who come in on a play who was being held upright, and they've made reference to the fact that it was dangerous contact. You know what? The player is exposed there. He's allowed to come in and complete the tackle. He did so. There's nothing in the rule book that says you can't tackle hard. Okay? This is a physical sport. It's a contact sport. And we need to let these players compete and actually show their physicality, their presence on the field, that they have and for some of those players that physical intimidation is who they are you know we think about the you know players in the past the likes of a Trevor Gilmeister that you know Gordon Pallas um, that was their way of you know getting on top of the opposition was by physically dominating them and intimidating the opposition it just appears that we're taking that advantage away from players now Buttes uh, before we talk about this any further Adam back at headquarters he's got the audio of the final try St George Illawarra a miracle last night against the Sydney Roosters last tackle 38 meters out what's your option 32 seconds remaining Hunt dummied on the inside down a short side ball goes up Sewer looked offside Lomax bats it back played on this is a Space. Dazzle. Space. They've got to go. Sloan kicks. They're going to get a try. They're going to get a try. They've got the try. Finai gets it. You cannot believe it. <laughs> you cannot believe it. 
The Dragons have won it! <laughs> the Dragons have won the game out of nowhere! What a game of rugby league! They embrace each other! It's a miracle last try! Two kicks, three passes, no looks, no worries! Matt Fianai scores a try for the ages, and now Zach Lomax has got to kick the goal. Yeah, Jimmy Smith at his finest last night for the SEN call team. Butes, how good? Yeah, how good, and how easy is this coaching gig? Ryan Carr, one game, one victory, too easy. My goodness, what a performance from the Dragons, and you know what? I guess on the other side of things, Roosters fans must be really concerned as to where they're at. Um, I've got to say, James Tedesco was enormous last night and, you know, will no doubt be uh, captaining the New South Wales side, uh, which is an absolute no-brainer. But uh, a lot of question marks over the Roosters and their form. Uh, um, but to go down to the Dragons in that fashion, uh, very disappointing, but... Uh, what a great finish to that game, and, and well done to the Dragons. It's been a tough, tough six, eight weeks for them. Um, and poor old Anthony Griffin, um, you know, the writing was on the wall uh, probably some uh, eight, ten weeks ago. But uh, he sort of hung in there, and uh, I guess he was a dead man walking. And uh, fortunately, he was put out of his misery uh, this week uh, with um, being stood down and Ryan Carr taking over. and. You know, the Dragons stepped up and well done to them and, and what a great way to finish that game. Yeah, certainly a game that never reached any great heights, to be honest. And uh, I suppose it, it said probably more about the Roosters than probably about the Dragons, really. And I thought the Dragons were probably the better side for the first 55 minutes and until then Ben Hunt drops the ball and then all of a sudden, you know, James Sadesco takes the game by the scruff of the neck and, you know, within 10, 15 minutes they got three tries on the board, looked like going to run away with the game. And then... They just seem to lack that direction, Butch. Really, I think they've got a real issue in the halves. The the Roosters, on, uh, you know, it's the only only real momentum they got was through Tedesco. There was didn't seem to be any structure, and and then to lose the game like they did, I think it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a bad loss for the Roosters, and, and really highlights some of the problems that they've got. Yeah, good point, Burko. Twenty eight past ten, Butch. We're running out of time, so let's roll in the intro for your special segment. Butte's top three. All right, Butte's. Okay, hit boys, us. I'm going to go through this quickly because I know we're going to head to the news. But my number three, I'm going to go <laughs> with Jason Maloney. He took out the WBO Bannerweight title in his third title fight last Sunday at Stockton Arena in California. The Melbourne born boxer, who has a 26 win, two loss record, took out the title against Filipino. Vincent Astrolabio. Um, so, well done to Jason Maloney. WBO Phantom Fight. Champion of the world. Yeah, you know what I think Butz is doing? Now, I think he's trying to find the most obscure sporting event anywhere on the planet just so that he can prove... Like, after years of doing zero research for this show, I think he's trying to prove... That, you agree? <laughs> oh, no, actually, it's funny because I was thinking Jason Maloney myself, so I've got to, got to say that, yeah. I wasn't going to pronounce who he fought, though. Yeah, I had, Steve-O'd be proud of me. Steve-O'd yeah, yeah, I am. Who, what's number yeah, two? Um, my, number, my number two 
will go to Jason Day. Golfer won his first PGA Tour title in five years. It's been a long five years for him at the Byron Nelson Tournament. By shooting a 62 in the final round, Steve-O, 23 Ooh. under, one by one stroke. He had, a, he had success at this tournament previously. And in fact, it was where he won his maiden PGA event back in 2010. So well done to Jason Day. It's been a long, long five years. But my number one for this week is Sam Kerr, the superstar soccer player playing with Chelsea. She took out the play of the match in the FA Cup final. Absolute superstar and one of the keys for the Matilda success at the World Women's World Cup later this year. She's an out-and-out champion and, my goodness, she, uh, again, delivers on the big stage. Yeah, beautiful buttes. Uh, love it all. And uh, let's not forget, we're going to have some of the world's biggest teams based on the Central Coast this year for the Women's World Cup. Yeah, certainly do. We've got uh, to Germany. Uh, they're based out at, um, at Tugra, the regional sporting complex out there. And I believe it's at England, the other. Yeah. England, yeah, they're based out of the Central Coast Stadium. So just to have them here for like a couple of months is going to be fantastic. Well, it's almost pinch yourself stuff that mm -hmm. we'll have those teams here. Buttes, uh, I thought you may have mentioned this week because I wonder if you played against them, but um, I'm sure most people saw Kevin Sinfield carry Rob Burrow across the line in the Leeds Marathon and the amount of money that he's raised for motor neurone disease. I know Matty John spoke about it on Thursday night on his show, but Buttes, did you play with either of those guys in your career? No, I didn't, Stephen. I've got to say, I just happened to watch... I was watching the Today Show uh, while I was speaking to you guys, and I did see that... Uh, what you were talking about there, and I thought it was an absolutely um, inspirational uh, act on their part. So, um, no, I didn't get the chance to play with those guys, but uh, what they did in, in relation to that issue was fantastic, and uh, they should be very, very proud of themselves. Yeah, good on you, Buttes. Great to have you back on the show, mate. Uh, are you back next week, right, or is the guru in the hot seat? I'm back again, boys. I'm back. Looking forward to it. <laughs> what about the super sub? The guru just working beautifully. We've had an outstanding show, and by the way, if you missed any of that first hour with wall-to-wall -wall legends, Josh Rose was brilliant, followed by Matty Simon, and then Damian Brown, the number one mariner, first, first player ever signed. That first hour, you can check it out later on the Catch-Up podcast on the SEN app. Have a good weekend, Buttes. We'll see you next week. You two boys, and go the Mariners.